Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. We have been talking about uh, the coming of Jesus. When he comes, we will share with him in his glory. And he wants to be glorified uh, in us and through us. So it's important that we know how to prepare ourselves for that day by uh, purifying ourselves and uh, also we need the Holy Spirit to sanctify us. That's what we talked about last week. Can we read the scripture in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2? 2 Thessalonians 2, 13. God chose us to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth so that we might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we thank God that the Holy Spirit is sent to us to sanctify us. And uh, the Holy Spirit does it by searching our hearts, uh, the deep secrets of our hearts, the Holy Spirit search it out. And the Holy Spirit intercedes for us and fill us with his truth so that we can truly be set free in our life. And, uh, you know, in life, we can't avoid relationship. We can't avoid conflicts in relationship. And uh, if we do not know how to deal with those hurts and pain and rejection and uh, whatever other abuse that we may have gone through, then it could result in bitterness in our hearts, which will defile our spirit. And so, uh, whether we like it or not, you know, we, we may have been affected in our spirit, defiled by those uh, uh, bitterness. And uh, so we need the Holy Spirit to work in us, to sanctify our spirit so that we can be truly sanctified. Look at uh, uh, Hebrews 12, Hebrews 12, 14 and 15. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. So can you see the scripture is telling us that it's so important that we live in peace with people because if there's no peace with people there'll be turmoil inside there'll be uh, striving inside us and uh, it will it could lead to uh, bitterness and defilement of our own spirit and uh, the worst part is out of this bitter spirit out of this defilement in our spirit, it begins to spread because we begins to 
talk and begins to want to get people to be on our side, to support us, to agree that we are right, so that, you know, and we want to put the other person down. So can you see, when relationships get into trouble, our spirit can be defiled and defile many. So in order for us to be holy, the Word of God says we need to live in peace with people. So holiness is not just confined uh, to uh, keeping ourselves uh, uh, moral, clean, uh, not committing a certain act of sin. You know, holiness is about dedicating our life to live out the purpose of God for us. And holiness has to do with our sanctified spirit. If our spirit, our attitude, our heart is bitter, is angry, is uh, revengeful, you know, all this defile our spirit. So uh, we, we are not holy. So holiness has to do also with our attitude, with our spirit that is inside us. So to protect our heart, to protect our spirit from being defiled, it's important that we live in peace with people. And when our spirit is defiled, let's look at that verse again. He said in verse 14, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Can you see when our spirit is defiled because of relationship, uh, relational conflicts? We cannot see God. A lot of people are so caught up in their emotion, their anger, the bitterness. And, and as a result, they, they cannot see God. They cannot see God is actually working in the situation and working in their life to, to take them further. They cannot see. And when they cannot see God, they also cannot hear what God is saying to them. It is not so much that they cannot hear, but rather the word of God during those times are not pleasant, are not pleasing to their ears. So they refuse to listen. They do not want to listen because the spirit is defiled. They just want to do things their way because of the disappointment, the hurts, anger, bitterness in the relationship. So at this time, all that we see it's the fault of that person. So we try to find fault. We want to prove that we are better. We want to prove that we are right. We want to put the person down because he deserves to be punished. He deserves that kind of, you know, slander because he's bad, because he has done, you know, he has hurt me or, or whatever. So we only see the fault of that person and we can't see God. 
we can see that God is in charge. God is in control. And He is working out His plan and purpose even at this time in our life. Through all this pain, He's taking us deeper. He's taking us, you know, to, uh, to He's establishing the character of Christ in us. But we can't see that. We can't see that. We want our own way. And that's when it gets dangerous. Because we're hearing the voice of our flesh speaking to us. You know, take vengeance, you know, rebel, because the person is no good, you know, and, and, and we're justified in doing what we are doing, you know, the accusation attack. So we're hearing the voice of the flesh, but also the voice of demons. Satan is speaking into our hearts and into our minds and into our hearts to urge us on to bring all this damage. So, we learn that in life we cannot avoid conflicts in relationship. And uh, we learn that it's very important that we know how to keep our hearts from being defiled by the spirit of bitterness. Because if we don't, Satan will also come in to want to bring destruction to our life and to those who are about us. But we thank God that God provided grace for us to overcome. Because, you know, it's... When He provided grace for us, it means that it is in the plan and purpose of God that we go through this pain and this suffering. We don't like it. I don't think God liked that. But it is important for us fallen human beings to go through so that we are being purified, so that we are being sanctified through the process. So, let's read the verse in Hebrews again. He says, verse 15, See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. So, God provided grace for us when we go through uh, this nasty experience. But we got to be qualified in order to receive the grace. Because otherwise you are falling short of the grace of God. The grace of God is there, but you cannot enter into it. The Bible tells us that God gives grace to the humble. Is it? There you are. There is condition for us to be able to receive the grace of God. And he said he resists the proud. So when we go through these conflicts, when our hearts are hardened, we do not want to live in peace with people. We think that we are right. We refuse to... to, to 
to be truly reconciled, to listen, and to bring about peace. You know, when there is pride, when there is hardened heart, we forfeited the grace of God. We fall short of the grace of God. But when we soften our hearts, we humble ourselves, and we're willing to be taught, we're willing to accept what people are saying, we're willing to listen to people. We do not insist that we are right. You know, we may think we are right, but it doesn't mean that we are right. Of course, we can be right too. But the thing is, if we maintain the spirit of humility, then we will come to the truth. We'll be able to listen to what is, what is uh, the problem, or we can see a bigger picture that is outside ourselves. So when we do that, we humble ourselves, God said there is grace. There is grace for us. So God will release His grace and we are able to overcome all this uh, unpleasant or, or hurtful experience. The other thing that will open the ways for us to receive the grace of God is that when we are willing to embrace the suffering of Christ, there are times that God wants us to go through the suffering just like the Lord Jesus himself. You know, it was the Father's will that he be crucified for the, for the sake of the whole world, the sinful man. And Jesus himself said many times, if we want to follow him, we have to carry the cross. And the Bible tells us we want to share in his glory, we will have to go through suffering. So there are times it was the will, it is the will of God for us to suffer. So we don't talk about our right. We don't talk about, you know, what is fair and what is not fair. We just talk about the plan and purpose of God, the sovereign will of God, and we are willing to submit. So when we're willing to embrace the suffering of Christ, there is grace for us. There is grace for us to go through this pain. And the other thing that qualifies us to receive the grace of God is when we take responsibility for our own life. You know, some people, they refuse to take responsibility. They blame others. They accuse others. It's always other people's fault. And when you do that, you forfeit the grace of God. But when we are willing to to, uh, to take up responsibility, the word of God says, make every effort to live in peace with everyone. So you take responsibility, you make every effort. So when you try, you know, when you do uh, go out to fulfill the, the word of God, you know, there's grace for us. There is God's strength and God's power, even though we are weak. There is grace for us. To be able to, to overcome in this painful situation. So when we take responsibility, 
It means we're willing to look at ourselves. We are willing to look at what changes we need to make, what effort we need to put in so that we can live in peace with men. Instead of pointing our fingers at others. You know, a lot of times, we need to make that change. When we make that change in our life, in our attitude, in the way we talk, you know, it, make, it, it changes the whole situation. Now, there are people, the way they talk, it's not, well, they, it's not necessarily all that they say is wrong. It's just the way, the attitude. I always tell people, when you say the right thing with the wrong spirit, you are wrong. That's it. You know, there are people so defiant. Some of the things they say may be true, but most of it may not be true. But their attitude, their spirit is so foul that you just don't want to listen to them. Okay, so we don't want to fall short of the grace of God. When we see that the body of Christ is one, we must live in unity. That's why we must live in peace with everyone. So, so this is the priority because we see that this is a church, this is the body of Christ. You know, this is, we cannot destroy or cannot hurt the body of Christ. We are one body together. So when we have this kind of uh, mindset at the outset of any conflicts that we have, you know, the grace of God will be there. The grace of God will, will help us because we have the right spirit to receive the grace of God so that God will work out His plan and with His purpose. But when we are arrogant, when we are so self-righteous in our spirit being defiled, with such bad attitude, with such foul spirit, we want to take things in our own hand because we feel that it's justified. We are right. You know, there is, uh, we have every reason to behave the, the way uh, we behave. So we decided to do what we want. And as a result, we'll fall short of the glory of God. And then our spirit becomes defiled. Defiled. So, so during this time when we are going through conflicts, God is speaking. Satan is also speaking. Our flesh is also speaking. Whoever have victory in our life is the one that we turn to. If we listen to the voice of Satan, if we listen to the voice of our flesh, then you know their, 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 their destruction will be seen. Their will will be done. But when we turn to God, God's will will be done. It's who we turn to. You know, Jesus, uh, Jesus said to Peter, because Peter was trying to protect himself. And Jesus said, Satan will shift you as wheat. You know, but I pray that your faith will not be destroyed. When you turn back, you will be able to strengthen the brethren. So can you see, when you turn back to God, to Jesus, rather than look at yourself, rather than trying to protect yourself, doing it you know, your way. When you turn back, you'll be re restored and then you'll be able to 
to carry out the purpose of God. So when we turn to God, then we receive the grace of God and we, we will go through in triumph. But when we listen to the voice of the enemies because of our bitter spirit, because our spirit is being defiled, then destruction will take place. So once our spirit is defiled, once bitterness takes root, it will begin to spread. It will begin to grow. First of all, it spread in us. It grow in us. And then through what we do, through our mouth, through the words that we utter and the action we take, it will begin to uh, uh, defile other people. So, when sin enters, when that bitterness enters into our spirit, it may not be obvious because it is inside. It's growing inside. There's that uh, bitterness inside. And it may not show immediately. And even for for many years. But it will take something similar, certain kind of similar situation that will trigger that bitterness, that defiled spirit to manifest. And that's why sometimes you see in people's life or, or the conflicts that we go through, very often you realize when you examine the problem it is tiny little problem but it has been blown up out of proportion why because there is a bitter root that is that was growing in the heart and now it takes a trigger for that bitterness to be manifest so what actually takes place is not the, the present problem that we are going through, but rather is a manifestation of those anger, those frustration, those hatred, or those vengefulness that was buried inside, that was growing inside in that bitter spirit, that defiled spirit. Some of the bitter roots may be a result of what we think is the failing of our parents. You know, some people say, oh, this person always wants praise. When they do things, they want people to praise them. You know why? Because they never get it at home. They never get it at home. So now when they don't get that kind of uh, praise from authority figure, Especially now that they are Christian, they are in church. And the pastor, in, in their emotion, this is the authority figure, authority figure, just like their mother or, or father at home. And they didn't get those praises, they didn't get those approval from their parents. And now they, 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 they project their needs to be met on the leader now that they are dealing with. And when they didn't get the approval or even they get discipline, 
you know, the anger, the vengefulness, you know, that was a trigger that caused that bitter root to be manifest. It really has no big deal about what's happening here because what happened here may be just not, not, not too serious kind of thing, but because they've been deprived in their growing up years in a home. So you see that bitter root was buried there and uh, now something happened, it triggers and, uh, and manifests itself in rebellions, in attack, criticism, accusation against the leader. So that's why the Bible says, let's, let's go back to, to see what it says here. It says, see, verse 15, Hebrews 12, See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble. When the bitter root continues to grow, it will cause trouble and defile many. So can you see, when our spirit is defiled, when bitter roots set in, it will cause trouble. And that's why we see a lot of troubles being created by people. Well, they may use whatever as an excuse or whatever as a reason for them to cause trouble. But they're out to Manipulate, they're out to control because of needs that is inside, because of that bitter root that is there. They are defiled in the spirit. So they want to prove that they are right. So in order to prove that they are right, you've got to put down the other person. You've got to compare this one with that one and so on. You see, they do all kinds of things without knowing what they are doing. It's not that they are deliberately trying to create troubles. No, no. They are not aware of that. But the bitter is controlling their life. The defilement in the spirit is controlling their life so that they behave in, in this way. That's why they say, Bible says, see to it that there is no bitter roots inside. It's inside that grows to cause trouble. So, we learn that when we do not know how to handle this kind of relational conflicts and uh, hurts, bitterness and so on, our spirit will defile and Satan will also come in to want to cause trouble and so indeed it, it will spread it's, it doesn't only just spread inside of us but it will affect others so uh, it will be damaging and bring division bring division to the church it will also it can also manifest itself in a moral failure let's look at uh, the next verse in verse 16 of Hebrews 12. See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau, who 
for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son. Afterward, as you know, when he wanted to inherit this blessing, he was rejected. Even though he sought the blessing with tears, he could not change what he had done. So what, what is this to do with sexual immor immorality, to do with bitter roots? It can manifest, right, in, in such a way. In their sexual promiscuity, That's because they want to be accepted. They want to be loved. They've been rejected. They've been hurt in that relationship. They wanted to be loved. So that's why they, they give themselves over to this kind of uh, 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 behavior in order to feel accepted. So can you see how damaging a defiled spirit, a bitter root uh, will cause a person? It can manifest in such a way. So sometimes the immorality wasn't a problem. It's the bitter. It's the, it's, it's the needs to be affirmed, to be accepted, to be loved. That is so strong. That is driving them to such a behavior. And the other thing is, he say, godless like Esau. Esau. Give in to his flesh. He wanted, you know, because he was hungry, he was thirsty. So he wanted the, the lentil soup that his brother Jacob was preparing. And he wanted it now. So he was willing to exchange his birthright, sell his birthright to his brother. That birthright was a position, the destiny that God has given to him. But Esau is godless. He doesn't care. He just wants to give in to his flesh. So people's spirit who are defiled, they couldn't care about God. They couldn't care about what they do. They are there to cause trouble. And uh, they are godless. Well, they could be Christian, but they are godless, like, uh, like Esau, just giving in to the flesh. So can you see, a bitter spirit will cause the flesh to rise up and to do what will bring about death in our, in our relationship with God. So this evening, I hope, through this sharing, you understand how devastating these uh, bitter roots can cost our life, right? Because we do not know how to handle broken relationship, conflict in relationship in a manner that, that is pleasing to God. We just want our own way. We allow our flesh to take control. And as a result, Satan come in and, and bring about further damage in the situation. So let us uh, be alert and be aware because we do go through a lot of relational issue time and again. Is there because of bitter that is hidden in your heart 
that is still not dealt with. Yes, you are a Christian. Next time, or, or, or in, the, in the days to come, I will show you that even as Christian, this bitter root are still working there if we do not deal with it. And it will bring about trouble for many. It will cause trouble. So when you, when, when you think about there is trouble in your relationship and it's not resolved, hey, let's be careful. Let this word minister to you. Is there demons working in your life? In your mind, in your heart, in your speech? Is your flesh controlling you because of all these bitter roots? So let's come before God and ask God to forgive us. Ask the Holy Spirit to search our heart, to sanctify our heart so that we can receive the grace of God to face all the situation, the relational problem that we, we are in. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you that you know our life. You know every situation that we're going through. And we thank you that you have availed grace for us. No matter how hard the situation may be, there is grace for us. We are so thankful, thankful to you. And we look to you, we look to the Holy Spirit. And we pray that you will sanctify our spirit so that we may share in your glory. Holy Spirit, continue to come and search us out so that we will be able to know the root, the bitter root that is in our life. We look beyond the surface problem and see the bitter root so that we can deal with the root problem and be set free. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit. We give you thanks and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you. We'll continue next week. Amen.